Welcome to the Gibraltar Heritage Trust podcast series. I'm Alice Mascareñas, and this time we focus on new products now available at the Gibraltar Heritage Trust shop at the main guard. The Gibraltar Heritage Trust has launched a new product range of placemats and coasters, which focus on elements of Gibraltar's architectural heritage. Working with local artist Beatrice Garcia, the product has focused on the tiles which are typically found within Gibraltar's entrance doorways or portones. The idea was first brought to the table by Claire Montado, our chief executive, and together with Beatrice, they have worked together on an often unappreciated element of our townscape, the doorways which are traditionally decorated with colorful tiles that give a pop of color to an otherwise dark entrance. It is these tiles that feature on these new products, and this is how it all came about. I was aware of Beatrice and her work as a heritage artist. I've been to her talk at the university, and I felt she was very astute on the observation she was making about Gibraltar's heritage, particularly its architectural heritage. I wanted to find a way of bringing those two skills together. I thought she was a perfect person to capture a project that I'd had in mind for a little while, which was to start to give a place to elements of architectural heritage in a physical form and make that available more widely to the general public. Architecture is something that I, I, I we, we almost forget about locally, really, when we're looking at, 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 at history and, and, and our heritage. How hard did you find it coming into the project to look at what there is in Gibraltar? But... I know that you're very interested in heritage because a lot of your paintings actually yeah. uh, include our architecture. I think we're very lucky in Gibraltar that we have such a diversity from such distinct architectural eras. You know, we have a bit of Georgian, we also have the Moorish element, uh, so also a lot of like Spanish style uh, architecture. So actually for me it was a bit of a playing ground, it was harder for us to sort of narrow down what designs we wanted to work with because there is such a diversity. Uh, and at the moment with this project we decided to focus on tiles um, because tiles are something that people can relate to and also uh, we're hoping that through this project we can preserve them and show people you know how beautiful they are uh, because when I was creating them some of them were extremely difficult to, to draw so we see tiles of the cathedral we see tiles in odd places but much of the ceramic work that there is in Gibraltar from a historical point of view is really not available for, for people to see. There's a wide variety of, of tiles and when I was looking at architectural um, features, it's not just tiles that make the difference and come together and make Gibraltar vernacular um, architecture what it is. And there's lots of things, the raw tie and the shutters, the, the way that the, the arches are on the buildings and windowsills. It's all that element that comes together and, and makes the Gibraltar that we, we know. We talk a lot in the Trust about preservation of buildings and I feel that we do um, manage to achieve that most of the time. But then there's this much smaller details that seem to be lost um, which aren't really subject to um, planning conditions. It's more like the, the finer internal um, designs, the stucco work. Um, again, the, 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 um, the I say tiles because it's the first thing when someone goes into a building and sees chipped tiles, the first thing they want to do is strip them all out and sanitize the area. And that is something that really strikes me as you walk up and down Main Street and you see um, doorways open, some that you might not have noticed before and you see this beautiful tile work. Sometimes the first time you see that doorway open is when it's actually the building is in is in um, the process of being reformed and you wonder 
will those tiles survive? In some cases they do. Um, and we felt that we wanted to raise awareness about this to get people to value those treasures that they have in their properties um, and look to ways to, to restore them and, and to keep them. Many of the tiles still are really in, in patios, in areas within the town area, uh, in buildings where you don't realise there's, there's a patio. A lot of the time I think tiles were used um, to cover up damp, you know. You've got Gibraltar's, a lot of Gibraltar's buildings don't have damp courses, very old, built on the bedrock, and you have a lot of rising damp, and a tile covers that perfectly. What's even better is that these tiles come in a multitude of materials, colours, styles and designs, which then can be um, tailored to the, the homeowner's um, taste. And I think over time, that has um, sort of like gathered um, together to be part of the character of Gibraltar's patios and entrance alleyways. And I think it's something that we've not really valued enough um, in, in the past. So how much research, Beatrice, did you have to carry out? Because the tiles go back to, to, to the, the, the Moorish period, we have in the Spanish period and in, in, in the British period as well. I think we wanted to create a project that would encapsulate some of the different styles of tiles that were around. For example, one of the pieces that we worked on is just next to uh, the Newton store on Main Street, which has got much more of a geometric feel, whereas another in Parliament Lane has much more of that beautiful Arabic bell curve. Uh, so we wanted to sort of show a variety of the different tile designs, but still keeping it very much within the old town and within a small radius. Uh, some, uh, as Claire mentioned, are in the public domain, some are um, sort of hidden away, and we know we've had access to them because these buildings are being refurbished. So it's a combination of both making awareness of the beauty of what we've already got, some of which are you know, quite beautiful, you know, with a lot of very strong Arabic features, and then some of the more simpler designs that maybe are hidden around little corners or little alleys that maybe the public wouldn't have access to, that now we're showing through these uh, placemat and coaster designs. So what was the process for you in the designing stage? How did you go about deciding exactly what you wanted? Yeah, so initially we were looking at, I think we narrowed down to about eight to nine images. So, you know, as many projects start, I started with a walk. So I started walking around Gibraltar, identifying areas where there's some interesting tiles. And then from there, we tried to also narrow it down by colour scheme. So when you talk about images, you mean that you took pictures of the, yeah. the, the, the tiles that are currently on, exactly. on, on in different patios? Exactly. So just first of all, to locate them and then decide, okay, from a design perspective, how do you take an element and sort of arrange the composition in such a way that you sort of inter interesting people and things that maybe they wouldn't necessarily notice? Because one of the things that we've done is we've blown up the tiles a lot. When you typically look at... Uh, merchandise that's for tiles especially for example somewhere like Portugal which also has a rich tile history a lot of it is very much you know small thumbnails of the same tile repeated we want to do something that was more modern something that we had very vibrant colors because the Gibraltar tiles are very vibrant so we decided first of all we identified some locations we then narrowed it down to a series of four and then from there it was about okay how do we enlarge these so that for example that beautiful bell curve in Parliament Lane how do we highlight that how do we make people realise that, oh, there's this really beautiful flower motif that then sits inside the, the bell curve? Because a lot of these tiles, when you look at them, they have a series of a repeating pattern, if you like, and then a border along the top, which mirrors some of those elements from the tiles themselves. So very much it was sort of, I'd seen a project, it was about taking people the unexpected in the ordinary, if you like. That's what we were looking at. And then trying to tie them all together. 
so that they'd sit together as a set because at the end of the day we really want to encourage people to have these want to have them on their tables um, as and pieces in their home so we want something that sits together nicely as a collection as well you you've actually produced placemats magnets and coasters initially initially it's quite a, a small collection but it's something that we hope um, if there's interest and um, and um, a following it's something that can be developed in many ways and I hope that this is the start of a, of a nice working relationship with, with Beatrice. How much from the creative side of you as an artist comes into play here? Oh 100%. Some of the tiles that we, we had to adapt slightly, for example the tiles are in Irish town, um, they're quite faded with time so some of the colours is hard to identify what the original colour was. But they had sort of like this sort of brown background, which we adapted slightly to make like a viridian green, because there are colours that do repeat in the tiles around Jib. You have the sort of crimson red, you have the viridian green, which is also mirrored in the shutters. Uh, you've got the creams that also you see on the walls, a lot of use of white, which is very traditional in tile patterns. And also what's really amazing is, for example, especially with the cathedral tiles, they had this really vibrant ultramarine blue, which, you know, back in the day was actually a pigment that was very, very difficult uh, to obtain. It was very expensive. You know, if you see a legacy of people like Rembrandt and even like going for the back religious paintings, important people were painted in blue because that color was so expensive and so rare. It was a sort of symbolism of saying, this is how important this individual is. And same with the tiles. We also have a lot that do feature this really nice ultramarine blue. How does the, the Heritage Trust uh, encourage people to keep the tiles on their walls? As part of the planning process we are consulted on building applications and refurbishments and as part of that the assessment process we visit the sites and often if there is something like this that's identified we always go looking for features normally there is a conversation to be had with the architect or with the client and point out to them you know this is this is worth keeping Um, and many times it's accepted and put in as a condition in the planning condition and it's often very reliant on the goodwill of the client or the building owner but we find that many are very receptive to it once they realize the value and the uniqueness of what they have and how it can really be a a unique selling point for their building. We've got some beautiful buildings on Main Street, for example, 117 Main Street, which got a Heritage Award um, last year, which kept all the tiles. They were really happy to do that and just some simple uplighting and it's just a stunning entrance to a beautiful old property. How much of a challenge has this been for you, Beatrice? Uh, I know that you've you've looked at architecture in Gibraltar for for a number of years now. There's a great richness and diversity in architecture as well locally. Some of the designs, for example, the cathedral, the design of the cathedral tile itself was extremely complex because essentially it's a geometric flower and on the borders of all the flowers, each border sort of overlaps, uh, comes over and then under. Uh, the design so in order to be able to first of all to get it you know symmetrical on all the axes because that's also something you need to bear in mind when you're making the designs at 45 degree angle at 90 degrees at 180 the tile needs to be perfectly symmetrical so you're sort of balancing all these items whilst also trying to draw it accurately Um, so those elements itself were were quite the challenge in terms of the composition uh, Claire and I works very collaboratively together to think what could be the most striking way to showcase uh, these tiles to, as I mentioned previously, 
highlight some of these really interesting details that they have. But in terms of the complexity, definitely the cathedral was one of the most complex and hence more amazing if you think that they used to hand draw everything themselves. So each tile would have been individually hand drawn, which makes me think that potentially, I mean, I, I don't have any research on this yet, but that maybe they had a template of sorts that they then use, which they could then use to replicate across all the tiles. Because even just drawing one element of the tile design, it was uh, very much felt like it was a mathematical formula. <laughs> I assume that a lot of these tiles would have been made in Spain, but I think there were some made locally as well. Yeah, um, I'm told there was a tile factory down on Devastar Road, at least one. Local collector, Gil Podesta, he has been collecting them over the years, and in his home he does have a stack of different tiles that he's collected from around Gibraltar, some of which were from the Devastar Road factory when it closed down. So I think it's definitely an area that needs a lot more research um, to be done on it. And hopefully this project is the, the spark for that. So what now? Hopefully there'll be a, a popular gift in the run-up to Christmas and help the Trust to continue to do what we do. And um, we must remember that all our commercial activities are come back into the Trust and are used on a non-profit basis to help to keep um, funding the Trust and, and our work to conserve Gibraltar's history. And from your point of view, how important is it for you to get in to involved with a project by the Heritage Trust? I've always been very interested in heritage. Um, also in it's in your blood, of I my guess. dad, yeah, yeah. And I think Gibraltar is very unique. We're a very small place and, you know, I've been living in Amsterdam now for two years. I meet a lot of people and I'm always so impressed that they even know where Gibraltar is. And I think we have such a diverse and rich history and the fact that we're such a multicultural society that's also so tolerant of each other. I think I really feel that we're an example um, for the rest of the world. So for me, yeah, it's really nice to put my grain in sand uh, because the people that created the tiles themselves were also artists in their own right. So it's nice to continue that legacy and, you know, leave my contribution in that. Artist Beatriz Garcia and Chief Executive of the Gibraltar Heritage Trust, Claire Montado. The Gibraltar Heritage Trust shop at the main guard in John McIntosh Square has a large selection of heritage products which are ideal as gifts. The latest are these sets of placemats and coasters which focus on tiles from buildings in Parliament Lane, Irish Town and Main Street and are available in sets of four. All the proceeds from sales go towards the work of the Trust to protect and promote Gibraltar's heritage. This podcast series is presented and produced by me, Alice Mascareñas, as a trustee, together with Chief Executive Claire Montado for the Gibraltar Heritage Trust. Original music is by Guy Valarino. The Gibraltar Heritage Trust offices can be found at the Main Guard at 13 John McIntosh Square. Opening hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can contact the Trust on 200 42844 or check out the website gibraltarheritagetrust.org.gi Until the next time, keep a watchful eye on heritage.